Hi, I'm Leanna. And I'm Nikki. And in today's episode, we're talking about the mental load. And so let me just back up and, and let you know how we got here. So a couple of weeks ago, we did a uh, episode on self-care. And um, I really liked what we talked about there. And I think self-care is so important, um, especially for women, mothers. And, you know, we kind of had a realization that not everybody can access self-care. It's not that easy to do all of the time. And one of the reasons why is because of this idea called the mental load. And this comes from an author uh, who calls herself Emma, just Emma. And she's done um, a series of comic strips on different issues. But one of them was this idea of the mental load. And, um, and so in a heterosexual couple, primarily the woman bears the mental load. And so what is that? That's things like um, planning, coordinating, remembering, organizing, on top of just carrying out the tasks. So remembering that there's a birthday party coming up, the laundry, the bills are due, uh, the dog needs shots, um, the list goes on and on. And this can be in a in a family with children or without children, still primarily um, falls to the woman. So there's a lot of mental space occupied by this planning, coordinating, um, and even so far as like multitasking as well. So the idea of you know, if um, you need to pick up the dirty socks off the floor, then you'll also take the dishes to the kitchen. And as you're walking to the laundry room, put something else away and grab that book. And so it's it's a load of a high volume of things to always be considering and doing. And so with that, right, I, I didn't quite hear you there, but I, you. Yeah, and it's invisible. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's just going around to self-care. How hard would it be then to go, okay, I'm going to carve out time for myself when, even when let's say you have quote unquote, nothing to do, there's still a mental list running in your head. There's still real estate occupied by all the things that need to be done or the considerations or the remembering did I do this was this done for the household for the for the unit and so it's it's a really big role and sometimes I hear about you know should should women take a vacation and kind of then share the the duties (laughs) and um, you know perhaps then the the men the males might you know, um, pick up a bit of that, maybe appreciate a bit of that. But um, there's a sense that that doesn't always work with that intention in mind. So if you're going for a break, you know, sometimes you don't even get the break, right? Like, because you're on the vacation and still worrying about um, are things getting done at home. And perhaps knowing that maybe they're not going to be done in the same way, um, or done at all. And so you're coming back to an extra load. So this idea of take a break or, or let the men try it out for a while, it doesn't play out um, in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
It seems to me too, there's something about that mental load being what you see is one task and 10 little tasks went into getting that one task done. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, and it's those little, it's like the, you know, watching the play, but you don't see the lighting people, the set people, the costume changes backstage, um, the, the small little uh, catastrophes that get fixed or the button that's sewn on as the person's running out on stage. Um, and that's the mental load. Right. And then you just watch the show and it seems seamless and everything that needed to happen happened and everyone had their props and everyone was wearing the right thing. But there was a lot of people and a lot of tiny little tasks that went into what you're seeing. That's yeah, I love that you said that. That's absolutely true. And I think too, there's this idea, well, then don't care so much, don't do as much. Um, and I don't I don't really agree with with that perspective either. I mean, these are things that we want to do or need to do. So, you know, the groceries need to get bought, the dishes need to be done. Um, you know, we go, we, we don't just say, well, I'm never going to a birthday party again. I'm never going to a new year's Eve party. Um, and, um, so there's social things and we enjoy doing it. We, we start out with, I want to do this, or I'm happy to do this. But there seems to be a switch in, I'm the only one caring about this. I'm the only one with the momentum for this. And it seems that the others kind of get a, a free ride on, on all of that effort and planning. Um, yeah. And I think when, when you're in the thick of that, um, to hear, well, just don't care so much feels very um, devaluing. Yeah. Dismissive, like. Dismissive. Yeah. 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 And I think I can, I'm just thinking I'm likening it to that show metaphor as well. Um, you don't have to care as much and the show won't be as good. Right. And we all like a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone knows their lines and the costumes are impressive and sets move seamlessly so I think too there can be a feeling of yeah like you know someone's hearing don't care so much don't worry so much don't put as much effort out um but you still want the great product at the end I love that uh, you've hit the nail on the head I think yeah and it made me think like I love your show metaphor and I'm thinking even movies like blockbuster action packed movies you know would you rather have a dramatic reading <laughs> of the transformers or whatever you know <laughs> um uh, it's just not the same no no <laughs> movie choice <Yes. laughs> so yeah i and um uh, i'm not sure you know i have a solution to offer up except recognition that and i think this is a starting of kind of um for lack of a better word, a movement or, or a recognition of, you know, this is happening. And I'd like to throw in there too, not just throw in there, but really emphasize that this is not a blame thing. And this is not a, uh, I don't know how, like, 
one group is better than another group or anything like that. Um, it's simply saying that through tradition or history or how things have been done, this is how things have been done. And there's a recognition that it's not equal. So we're not sharing that mental load. Um, and if we're talking about women, um, you know, they're out there in the workforce. Like if we think back to like war times, this was, you know, maybe pre-war times, world wars, you know, that idea that women's place is in the home. But I mean, there is truth in that. Women were more of the household managers, raising the kids, dinner on the table. But now, you know, there's been a shift. Um, women are in the workforce. So they're doing the things, you know, that men are doing too, but also bearing this mental load. And it might have just been a case of tradition, carrying on what they used to do, except now taking on more as well. So it's not a blame thing. It's not a how dare you. It's, oh, you know what? We didn't realize it. It snuck up on us. This is happening. But it is happening. And so I think just a, a first step is recognizing it and talking about it. I wonder too, that's just making me think about that idea that this work is invisible because I think even for the person doing it, when you take the garbage out, but collect the garbages from all around, grab that book that needs to go downstairs because you're going anyway. Um, Put a new uh, garbage bag in when you get back. Right, right. But we ourselves would say, oh, no big deal. Mm. Like, I was walking by anyway. So I don't know if somewhere there's value in trying to make visible that invisible load just to see what all goes in it, even just out of curiosity. Again, like right. you, not to blame or to keep score, but how much are you actually doing in the day? Right. Like all those little things. And I wonder too, if we can recognize that for each other so that if you go to a party at your friend's house, a, a dinner, if you go on a group vacation, I'm saying all these things in the midst of COVID that are really possible, but we know, um, um, even if you drop off a book to a friend that they wanted to borrow, that if we recognize for each other, Hey, thanks for taking the time and effort and remembering to do that. And and putting some labels and emphasis on it because we know that it took consideration it took planning it wasn't the effortless show there were things going on in behind um so maybe like you say we acknowledge that for ourselves um i don't know how many times during the day or year or you know an extended period of time where we say oh i didn't do anything today mm. right I was lazy. And um, there's kind of a judgment in that, like a self-judgment. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't get much done today. But is that not much done compared to our uber load of <laughs> things that we normally get done? And if you actually made a list of, well, I did sit on the couch and watch daytime TV today, but I also um, planned the dinner, um, got the children dressed for school, made their lunches, um, took an extra dust of a table as I went by and put in a load of laundry. So maybe comparatively that wasn't your most 
productive day. So you're like, oh, I didn't do anything today. But when you start to make a list and acknowledge for yourself, and even the things of planning, I also um, made an appointment for upcoming dental. I just checked to see if we have upcoming eye appointments because I couldn't remember. Um, So happening tomorrow. Right. Like, you know, I got ready for tomorrow. Yeah. 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 So if we even do a little um, uh, awareness of, Mm. of the things we think about and the things we do during the day, no matter how seemingly small, I bet we would be surprised that even on our quote unquote, nothing lazy days, I did nothing, Mm -hmm. that they're actually quite full. Mm -hmm. And so that also makes me think, please give yourself a break when you have a nothing day, because you've, there was probably so much that went into having a break, deserving a break, needing a break. And I bet too, it wasn't that much of a break, just a, a, a change of a pace. So, um, maybe we change the way we talk about that too, and not say I was lazy today or I did nothing. Right. Yeah. And where does that little inner critic come from? Why is that so natural and automatic? Yeah. Why is our most productive pace the the respected or the the bar that we set? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of wraps into that self-care as well. Like um part of self-care is acknowledging I'm taking this time to recharge my batteries. I'm taking this time to clear my mind. I think that's maybe perhaps um yoga and meditation have been I would say big or more popular over, let's say the last 20 or 30 years. And maybe that is, you know, because lives are getting busier. So we actually need to schedule time to just even have that mental break to clear our minds, to clear space for relaxation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, because I moved recently, I had a friend send me a text on the morning of moving day. And her comment was, just walk a little slower today. Mm. And I was so struck by that. Just in thinking, and I confess, I'm not sure I followed her advice, but (laughs) that notion that there'll be a lot to do today. And if you just keep doing it, I mean, moving. Yeah. I didn't have too much of a choice, but just, you don't have to like race everywhere and be frantic in the doing. Mm. And I think we do, I almost, it's feeling a bit like that leaks energy, like just that frantic energy around it. You can go from this appointment to that appointment or from the kitchen to the living room, to the bathroom, but maybe even just noticing how, how you're moving through that. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, with my child, we we just went through that this morning where they were a little bit late getting out of bed. And then it was a frantic pace. And, mm. you know, of course, you want to be on time. But at the end of the day, too, it is what it is. And so, you know, we were trying to remind we will get there. We have a buffer built in for getting to school on time. 
you know, now that you're moving, let's do the next step. Um, but it was, it was, uh, leaking into that frantic mindset Mm -hmm. and that frantic pace, you're going to get the same amount done. I believe, I mean, there is, you know, some anxiety gives us a little bit of, in a sense, motivation and pressure to complete tasks. There's a little bit of energy that comes from that, uh, a useful um, energy around that, but it can, it's a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. It can go into a frantic. um, And if you're spinning your wheels in frenzy, it's not productive. So for us getting to school, we're going to get to school one way or another. So let's calm our energy one foot in front of the other. What's the next step? Mm-hmm. And just take it as it comes instead of, oh, 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 we got to, you know, what's the next thing we got to do? Yeah. Chew, eat your breakfast, chew, 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 chew. Yeah. <laughs> and you wonder why there's a tummy ache. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that frenzied pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I read once that, um, we're in a, a culture that glorifies busy. Oh, yeah. And I would, I would, I love that. And I would add to that and values productivity, whatever that looks like, whatever we think mm-hmm. that might be. But yeah, we glorify busy, which isn't necessarily productive, right? Like, no, they're two different things. In my former work life, before becoming a hypnotherapist, I had an office position and we would laugh sometimes at, you know, different tasks or different things. And, you know, we'd call them a make work project, um, which, you know, perhaps it looked good on paper. Perhaps it came from somebody higher who didn't really understand the impacts or that it wasn't really a valuable task at that, you know, but we would, you know, you'd do it and you're like, oh, here's a make work project to be busy. (laughs) Yeah. The boss is coming. Look busy. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. For heaven's sakes, don't smile. <laughs> don't, don't be enjoying yourself. Like work is also supposed to be work, whatever that looks like, but it's not supposed to be, let's say happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to be work. like, I used to like to sing when I was doing not in the office job. I've had other jobs <laughs> too. <laughs> um, but I did used to like to sing when I was working on something and it wasn't bothering anybody else. Um, even as opposed to like listening to music and, um, believe me, it was not a quality sound <laughs> coming out. So it was a solo, um, wouldn't want to offend anybody else, but, um, yeah. And so I liked to try and make those mundane tasks fun and enjoyable and bring something else in. But then when somebody walks in the room, again, it's not just because I wasn't super proud of my voice, but, um, you know, you, you shut up, you, you stop that, you know, um, oh, you're having fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it kind of, I don't know. I get this idea of like, it might look like diverted energy. Like if you're having fun, you can pour that energy into even more work. Yeah. 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 Or somehow you can't be enjoying working hard. Yeah. If you're working hard, there should be no enjoyment in that. Right. I mean, there might be satisfaction of a job well done, but not enjoying yourself 
Yeah. As you do yeah. it. Work is work, right? I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> no, that, that might be another episode. Because I would throw out there that we do like to be challenged, that when you are fully engaged and challenged and learning, you can absolutely enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. And when you incorporate, I mean, don't they say in school too, that you could read something and learn a certain amount, but then if you engage more of your senses, or if you teach somebody else, what you just learned, um, and speak it out that you, it becomes even more imprinted and you learn it even more thoroughly. So I would think, I don't know, but I would think if you're having fun, that there's something engaging in that as well, that probably does increase productivity or at least job satisfaction, right? Mm -hmm. At least morale. (laughs) Um, And maybe you retain more information if it's, you know, you can recall the song you were singing or the mood you were in or, you know, because our brain makes links and things. So um, if you have those kind of special moments or special energy going along with it, I would imagine it would be beneficial in those ways. Yeah. You're more fully engaged. You're engaging more of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And when we're relaxed ish, uh, you know, our problem solving, our recall comes easier. Our problem solving is easier. Um, our strategizing is easier. Um, again, when you're under a certain amount of beneficial pressure, those things can come as well. But if there's too much pressure, it shuts off the flow to that um, creativity. Mm-hmm. And so I would also think if you're having a good time, then you're, you're, you have more access to all the tools in your toolbox. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, I'm going back to that thought of the mental load. Yeah. And what would change if, if we could bring a little play into that? Hmm. I know for me personally, like housework with music on is a different task than housework with my own thoughts about how I'm the only one who does this and Mm. no one else is helping me. And how hard is it to pick up a sock? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know because when you start doing that and you're the only one there, there starts to be some resentment in there as well. And I think too, I mean, sorry, the thought is formulating in my head. Of course you want the rest of your family to participate. I mean, those are skills to teach our children. Um, I think that's an expectation in an, in an equal union, in a, in a marriage or relationship. Um, but we know, we know it doesn't always fall that way. We also know there's exceptions to the rules. There's some men out there who are bearing the mental load as well. Mm-hmm. But primarily it's women. And it's not just, um, going back to this comic strip, the way that the author Emma had, had kind of teed up the example was the comic was called, you should have asked. And so the idea of, okay, I'm willing to help. You just need to tell me what to do, but then there's the mental load. Like you're not anticipating what to do. You're not 
contributing or taking part of that mental load in seeing what needs to be done. You're then relying on me to tell you what to do. And that is part of the mental load as well. So I'm sure children and men help out. I'm sure they do. And I'm sure their intentions are beautifully wonderful to help out and to not have the woman, the wife, uh, female bear that and struggle with that. But it's that piece of actually taking on the mental consideration. Mm -hmm. So by asking, you know, just ask me what to do and I'll do it. That's not taking the mental load. That's taking the tasks. Right. And then circling back around to some of our examples. Also, if you say, and this was brought up in the comic strip as well, so I'm borrowing it. But if you were to say, you know, could you take that pile of dirty laundry that's on the floor? It might just get put in the washing machine and set to on and then never revisit it again. So (laughs) for the woman who's doing that considering Then they come back, then they put it in the dryer, then they do the folding, they take out the special items that aren't supposed to go in the dryer, they, um, yeah, they make sure it's back in the drawer. So again, they, they, there, there is a balance, you could say to your children, this is your laundry, please fold it and put it away. But it's the reminders, it's the still sitting there in the basket, it's the, um, it, it doesn't seem like a priority for the other people in the household unit and it doesn't kind of get their consideration over their own relaxing their own things that need to be done versus okay it's almost like it's delegated well that's your work (laughs) if you care about it so much you do it yeah or if you want it done a certain way right which I do think there's there's a fine balance there because when I think about teaching, sort of teaching anybody anything, we don't expect it to be done really thoroughly, really well with lots of detail the first few times. Mm. Right, we, like teaching reading. Right, there, there's a learning curve. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I just think there is some balance there about if you're going to delegate some of those home things. See, and this, and it's all tied in my head, goes back to the mental load. And I think we all know that. And the reason it doesn't get taught with patience and love and time is because it isn't there. Right. Like you're like, but it's a two minute task and the day is scheduled so that that task takes two minutes. Now, if teaching you turns that two-minute task into a 10-minute task, that the time isn't there. And then as, as the person who has the mile-long list, you know, in their, their mental list, I can't afford that 10 minutes. I'll just do it myself. Right, right. And both people, I think, get cheated. I think the learning person gets cheated, too. They either never learn the skill or they learn... I don't know, like there is no other way to do it or. Well, yeah, perhaps they learn reliance on that person or, um, you know, getting into taking, taking those tasks for granted. Right. Yeah. And, and another important piece of that is um, that the author brings up Emma is, 
you know, for some people, not all, they um, hire out these tasks. So perhaps they have a, a housekeeper that comes in and um, helps clean up so that they have a little bit more uh, free time. That's one thing that's kind of off the list. But I've heard of people who pre-clean before their housekeeper comes. And then again, you're just relying on a different person for the rest of the family unit, right? Like um, instead of helping mom or wife or mate with her load, now we're relying on a third party who's taking on that same load. And then um, also those tend to be, again, where is the value? Those tend to be the low paid tasks yeah um yeah to to people who uh, um as emma points out you know can be tend to be um immigrants or people who you know aren't in you know we save these kind of jobs (laughs) different jobs in the workforce for other people i'm probably going to cut that part out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it speaks to the value system right right yeah they are quite on the scale of things it's not a professional wage quote unquote it's not a lawyer wage or a doctor wage it's a lower usually it's minimum wage brags about doing at a party right but what do you do yeah 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 so I mean that that falls into things like house cleaning dog walker um babysitter babysitter yes don't even get me started that is ludicrous yeah but but yeah no yeah when I was doing babysitting as a teenager I got less than minimum wage of the day yeah that's insane yeah you know because it's a oh because you're a kid I guess you fall in that um, thing and you're learning and you're working but oh my gosh babysitting is I remember saying to my family I can't wait till I'm of an age where I can you know put out a job application and work at a company you know be at a grocery store or a restaurant or whatever and earn a better wage and not do this work and I love kids but it, right. it was pretty thankless yeah and pretty intense like you know, if you're there for an evening while the parents go out, it's, um, it's, it's full engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it just brings me back in trying to think about how we could, well, I think starting a conversation is the first step, but yeah. how we could consider or start to shift the, the mental load or who carries the mental load. I think there is something about the way we currently like structure our time or what do we do with our days or like, why is downtime not, not a given? Mm. I don't think in general, we don't look at the calendar and go, okay, that's enough for that day. Yeah. And considering, I think that goes back to what, you and I were discussing earlier about an awareness of even on your down days, how much is in those down days. Mm -hmm. And so 
like you're saying, the calendar doesn't have down days built in because we're not even aware of the, you know, quote unquote, busy or productive days, how much goes into them. We just, we feel it. Yeah. You know, but it's not quantified. It's not really talked about, but if we were to actually kind of even make a list of what goes into those busy days, then yeah, maybe there would be more down days and recognizing that even those down days aren't completely, uh, they're not at zero. Right. They're not at zero and they're not wasted. Yes. They're not wasted. Like, yes. Think that busyness, whether it manifests in sickness or always feeling tired or always feeling impatient. Yeah. Um, or, you know, then I, I think it does get more drastic than that, like serious illness or physical injury or burnout, burnout. You're not, you're not actually getting away with it. Mm, I love that. That is so true. Yeah. There was, um, a different kind of just a, a meme or a comic that I saw years ago about parenting. And, um, I don't, it just reminds me of this. Um, there was, uh, parents hugging their, their troubled child, um, while they're crying. And then there was, uh, the split screen. And then in the next little frame was, um, kids throwing a tantrum or, you know, something and the parents trying to cook dinner and everything. I think it was with ducks even. So duck people. And, um, it said, you can put in the time here, or you can put in the time here, but either way you're putting in the time. And so, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> you know, there's more to that whole idea, but that is what that makes me think about is like, if you're not going to, if you're not going to make downtime a priority mm-hmm. or share the mental load, it is going to catch up with you. And somewhere you're going to put in that time your body is going to make you stop yeah um and and the way I just phrased that made me think that that's on women like you need to schedule that time I know how hard that is like that's that's another task that's another task because there's some there's 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 a difficulty in letting that mental load go I I don't know where we find the comfort in letting things perhaps fall apart letting things not get done, um, perhaps looking like you don't care Mm -hmm. about something. That's what happens when the mental load gets dropped. So when we say take care of yourself or schedule in the time, that's the consideration I think that most women have. Okay, fine and dandy. I'd love to do like, I'd love to do what you're saying, but then where, where does this land? Right, right. Well, and that just makes me think that it's a shift in, in the rhythm of life. Mm. Not really like, like you're not trying to squeeze another thing into the day. Yeah. Um, you're changing the whole day. You're changing every day. Well, and maybe recognizing the higher purpose, the higher good, the, the overall goal of, perhaps sharing that with your family. So what I'm saying is if things slide, if things get dropped or missed, um, even if you get judged because you're showing up differently in the world, 
perhaps recognizing, okay, but I'm doing this to change how I live my life. I'm doing this to change how our family unit operates. So perhaps keeping that bigger goal in mind, knowing that maybe this is some of the fallout. So yeah, not having to fix that, that becomes another job, but allowing it to happen and and living with the uncomfortableness of that fallout that's a scary prospect this is a scary prospect and i think the change is probably scarier than the than once you get there yeah um because i'm just thinking like if you could make the change and then you feel better and you sleep better and your kids are calmer and they're happier and they play better by themselves and your relationship with your significant other is better. No one's really going to complain about that. No. <laughs> but you do have to get there. It could be a it could be work to get there. Yeah. And it also just makes me think that like maybe our kids are in too many lessons. Mm. They too many birthday parties and um well, going back to that idea of we value the busyness, we value the productivity, yeah. do we value connection? Right. Right. Because connection can be a snuggle. Connection can be play. Connection can be a walk. Connection can be, in fact, doing the laundry together and taking care of the household together. And perhaps if we start them off with that task, then in time, they remember it themselves. Like they don't, you know, perhaps we start off doing it together. Then there's some reminders. Then perhaps they take the initiative. Oh my gosh, don't get me started on take the initiative. (laughs) That that just reminded me of the, um, just growing up. I, I think how our, how my mom of that generation took the mental load was and I know my friends moms too like we all kind of commiserated over it is that we wouldn't even think of say taking out the garbage you know you keep cramming it down you keep adding more you teeter-totter stuff on top and then we would get in trouble you know can you please take out the garbage and why couldn't you see that why couldn't you take the initiative and help me out and I think those were our moms begging for help with the mental load Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because this is not new. (laughs) This is not new. No, I think what's new is where we have a name for it. And I think it's just the beginning of a conversation. But, but having the mental load is not new. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I really I mean, my biggest hope would be just that we've created some conversation and ideas around it and notice for yourself what your mental load is. Yeah. And I would add on to that, just validating for people that it's real. Like if you've been struggling and feeling overwhelmed and like, you're the only one that cares about these things, that that is a real experience and it's shared by a ton of people. Yeah. And so that means that this is a really important topic that needs further uh, exploration and addressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I like the idea of bringing awareness to what you're like, give yourself a little mental high five. 
or congratulations for getting through the day. I mean, a lot of times, like we say, that critical voice is so loud and you didn't get this done and you still have this to do. But how about, whoa, good for you. Like you got through 300 tasks today. (laughs) No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What did get done? Yeah. What didn't get done? Yeah. And look, and, and, and in that list, include the thoughts, include the thoughts of, oh, I have to make that appointment or has anybody done this? Or, I mean, that's part of the mental load. And like you say, that's invisible. So I think a really great place to start is making it visible for ourselves and making it visible for our, our, our fellow load bearers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, I think that's a great place to leave it for today. So if you have any comments or questions about mental load, if you'd like to tell us about your mental load or an aspect that we missed about this topic, we'd love to hear more um, because this is an ongoing conversation. And if you have any topic ideas for future shows, um, we'd love to hear that too. So you can send all of that to Leanna and Nikki at gmail.com. That's L I A N A. A-N-D-N-I-K-I at gmail.com. Thanks for listening in.